with both Sony and Microsoft recently releasing some great news about their hard-to-find new next-generation consoles, the spotlight has now shifted to Nintendo to see how the company is faring with minimal releases basically since the start of 2020. Here is a review of Nintendo Fiscal Year 2022 Q1 Earnings Report, this week on the Video Games Podcast. Sony recently mentioned on the PlayStation blog that the PlayStation 5 is the fastest selling console in the company's history, dating all the way back to the early 90s when they entered the gaming business in the first place. And in just under eight months, the PlayStation 5 has managed to sell over 10 million units. And in a different aspect of success, the new Xbox Series S consoles and X consoles have also managed to sell quite well, with an estimated being around 7 million, with most of their focus being on services such as Game Pass, where they have continued to see fantastic growth. Would Nintendo have more magic up their sleeve with next to nothing new happening on the console in a major way to move hardware and software? Now, comparing the financials of Q1 fiscal 2022 to the same time frame of fiscal year 2021, was likely not going to be a favorable reference point as the pandemic had just begun. Nintendo had plenty of supply available on store shelves at the time and was in a very good position to be ready for people to get back into gaming during the early months of the quarantines. As the first quarter in Nintendo's fiscal calendar covers April through the end of June, the release of Animal Crossing a few days prior to their first quarter last year combined with people staying home and looking for fun ways to pass the time Nintendo was set up for success initially in 2020 before demand overtook supply, and would they be able to follow it up with a similar quarter a year later? Considering that in the first quarter of this year, the only big releases from Nintendo included new Pokemon Snap, which was a remake of a beloved N64 title, and Mario Golf Super Rush, which was a highly anticipated title but reviewed unfavorably, the sales figures are actually still quite impressive, and when stacked up against the prior year's software sales, they were down 10.2%. That is mainly because Animal Crossing New Horizons sold over 10 million copies in Q1 of fiscal year 21. Nintendo sold an impressive 45.29 million units of software in the first quarter compared to 50.43 million last year, with new Pokemon Snap selling 2.07 and Mario Golf Super Rush selling 1.34. Mario Golf Super Rush was the first installment in the long-running series since 2014's entry on the DS, and even though 1.34 doesn't seem that big, this only includes six days of sales for Mario Golf Super Rush before the quarter ended. Mario Golf is a solid game to pick up if you want to play it with friends and family a lot. Mario Golf Super Rush also has a chance at longer success considering that many of the issues with the game can be fixed with updates which Nintendo has already confirmed are on the way and this includes the first free update that went live this week which includes the course, New Donk City, Ranked Mode and a few other changes. Older titles also continued to sell well as expected with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe selling another 1.69 million units bringing the total sales of that title to 37.08 million and Animal Crossing New Horizons selling 1.26 million, 
bringing that title to 33.89 million, which are easily the two best-selling titles on the Nintendo Switch by a large margin. And on another note of older software continuing to sell well, Ring Fit Adventure is now the 10th best-selling game on the Nintendo Switch with a very impressive 11.26 million copies sold. First-party software sales declined 10.2% from 82.5 to 72.3 compared to the first quarter of fiscal year 21, which is a good thing for Nintendo, because Nintendo and their first-party titles will always be what sets the company apart from the competition, but increasing the reliance on third-party software does go a long way for the company, especially during major first-party droughts, which have been prevalent now for a few years. It's huge third-party titles like Monster Hunter Rise and the Switch being an indie machine that saw games like Hades be released on the console on Nintendo Switch first. Digital sales also declined from 55.6% to 46.9% of total software sold. Nintendo merchandise has always had a collector mentality and even for myself, I will purchase all indies and third-party titles digitally without hesitation, but when it comes to first-party titles... I have the need to own the physical copy of those, and whether or not it was real, a sealed copy of Mario 64 just sold for $1.5 million, which does seem wild to me because how many people own that game and didn't even think twice about it, especially considering that the game is less than 25 years old. This is unfortunate for Nintendo as we have seen many other companies fully transition to a digital first business model and reap the financial rewards and there is much less cost involved with digital compared to physical obviously for a multitude of reasons including material cost, printing cost, logistical cost and many others. One area that seemed interesting to me about the earnings report was that when compared to the first quarter of fiscal year 2021, Nintendo actually sold more hardware of the original Switch model even though overall hardware sales were down. The Nintendo Switch sold 3.31 million units this quarter compared to 3.05 million units last year, but the reason for the drop in hardware sales of over 21% was because the Nintendo Switch Lite severely underperformed selling almost 57% less units. Switch Lite sales were only 1.14 million compared to 2.62 last year. Nintendo's reasoning for the decrease in sales for Switch Lite can be attributed to COVID-19 and the strain that the pandemic placed on the world, more specifically, their supply chain. In the words of Nintendo, factors such as logistics, delays caused by COVID-19 and the impact of the semiconductor shortage. I think the logistical issues are part of the reason, but I think there were less experiences that were tailor-made for the Switch Lite, such as Animal Crossing New Horizons. And looking ahead, Metroid Dread, which is releasing in October, does seem like it would be a great fit for the Switch Lite, but then again, it might be an even greater fit for the new Switch OLED model with a slightly bigger screen to see Samus better. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see Metroid Dread being a major system seller either way. Despite the declining price of the stock, there was some positive news for current investors. Nintendo is planning to buy back almost 2 million shares of the company, or around 1.5% of the total amount of shares issued. In simple terms, if a company is doing well, then it can repurchase some of its own shares, which essentially increases the value of the remaining shares because the earnings per share, or EPS, is now divided by less shares. It's a win-win for Nintendo as well, 
as they are now able to reinvest in themselves. According to Nintendo, we have a strong cash position thanks to the Nintendo Switch business exceeding our own expectations and as a result, have fortuitously gained a renewed opportunity to consider how most effectively to invest our cash in a variety of strategic and meaningful ways. Nintendo has for a long time had a strong cash position, which is why in past years when systems like the Wii U weren't massive hits, people were very uninformed to think that maybe the company would go the way of Sega and get out of the gaming console business. Nintendo would need a string of many systems like the Wii U underperforming to get to that point as they have plenty of cash on hand. And looking at their most recent balance sheet, the company currently has over 1 trillion yen cash in hand with a T. And when converted to USD, that works out to over $10 billion in cash on hand, which is a very impressive cash position. Although the earnings report is still pretty impressive unless judged against the same time frame of last year, which was an obvious aberration of a quarter, that didn't stop the repercussions from happening to the stock since most investors just see that profits are declining. And this is despite the fact that the Nintendo Switch has now sold over 89 million units, making it the seventh best-selling console of all time. The Nintendo Switch is now only trailing the Wii, the DS, and the Game Boy from Nintendo, and overall behind the original PlayStation, the PlayStation 2, and the PlayStation 4. If projections stay on track for Nintendo, they expect to sell another 21 million units of hardware this fiscal year, which in the past two years they have surpassed their expectations. This means that the Nintendo Switch should easily overtake the original PlayStation and the Wii, putting it into the top five systems sold of all time. And saying that in a sentence seems crazy for how many things need to go right in so many different areas from logistics, software, and pricing to accomplish this goal. Projections for the rest of the year remain in place with a forecast for 25.50 million units of hardware sold and 190 million units of software sold. Circling back to how the negative earnings report has been affecting the stock price, Nintendo has seen its price per share drop drastically over the past month with some external forces as well with many still having fears of another wave of setbacks, which could largely impact the company's ability to keep up with the logistics. In just the past month, share prices dropped from a nearly all-time high of 75.15 all the way down to 59.18 just one day post-earnings release. This is a nearly 20% drop in the stock in what looks to be the second best-selling year for the Nintendo Switch console, which now has the potential to be the best-selling console of all time. And if you assume that the Nintendo Switch remains on sale for two more fiscal years, which would end March 31st, 2024, and the console continues to sell between 20 and 25 million units per fiscal year, then that would put the Switch at around 160 million units sold, which would surpass the PlayStation 2, which reportedly sold just over 155 million units. At the time, it seemed like 155 million units sold would never be beaten, especially when you consider the fervor that surrounded some of those other systems at the top of the list. Everybody and their brother waited in line or bought a PS2 due to its inclusion of the cutting-edge technological advanced DVD player, and if something was ever to reach a higher sales figure, it would absolutely need something revolutionary like that. And even the Nintendo Wii that will be passed in the next few quarters felt like a Black Friday all the time for the demand that followed the system around and its accessibility to everyone. 
Nintendo and their share price are still well above the pandemic March 2020 low of 38, meaning that the company is still up well over 50% from that period and even still up around 20% during many of the months leading up to the COVID stock crash of March 2020. And if you're looking at the glass half full, then this is still great news, but a publicly traded company needs to keep beating estimates to keep the stock price going up. And I don't see any major surprising happening in Q2 for Nintendo, but I can see a few potential titles that could sell much greater than expected. Granted, most investors of Nintendo aren't hardcore gamers, and seeing profits decline isn't a good sign. Even looking forward from an investor standpoint, there is a new model on the horizon, the Switch OLED coming in Q3, which is already usually the strongest quarter for most companies, and it will boost sales, but I think many investors are reading the room on the lukewarm reception that the Switch OLED received when it was announced. Unless something else is surprise revealed on the software side, it's hard to see too many system sellers when looking at the list of announced games still coming in the rest of fiscal year 2022. There are still some great titles, but nothing that can match the breakthrough success to the mainstream level like a new Mario title or the sequel to Breath of the Wild 2. WarioWare, Metroid Dread, and Advance Wars Reboot Camp will also likely sell quite well with all these titles likely becoming the best-selling in their respective franchises, but those are not on the same level as Animal Crossing New Horizons or Breath of the Wild. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will also likely sell in a similar fashion to Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, which were around 13.5 million to date, as these are remakes of popular DS versions. Pokemon Legends Arceus also has a chance to be something special if they can deliver a great game as it is being developed by Game Freak, and many people have compared it to the vastness and the openness that Breath of the Wild 2 had. Although it is still not scheduled to be released until early Q4 if it doesn't get delayed out of fiscal year 2022 completely. With shares being almost back to pre-pandemic pricing, Nintendo buying back shares increasing value to the shareholders, meaning that earnings will now be spread less thin and a future that looks bright. Bright in the way that the Nintendo Switch is on its way to becoming the best-selling console of all time, Bright with software, including the sequel to Breath of the Wild, a wholly original Mario title which has to be in development, along with Mario Kart 9 which also has to be in development. Bright in the way that the improved Switch is likely going to land in 2022 with a Switch Pro model, and these are all reasons why the road ahead looks good for the company especially with the recent pullback on the share price. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't, please consider subscribing. And remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human.